What's up, everybody? It's time to get in the chair. It's time for self therapy. What's up, everybody? Hey, how do you? How's you doing? Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, but I'm happy to touch base and get into it with you guys. Uh, if this is your first time listening to self therapy, this is it's it's very different than what we do on the rest of the network. Um, not a lot of jokes in here. This is just me on the mic talking about. Um, just talking about like things in my head and trying to work them out uh, while you listen. And you know what? You might have some insight, and if you do, that'd be great. Um, and if not, that's cool too. If you just want to listen to misery, that's cool too. Misery loves company, doesn't it? Um, so today, um, I've had this thing in my head for a little while, and today, uh, we're we're gonna talk about where do we go from here. Um, where do I go from here? Where where do we go from here? And what that means is um, we are getting back to the real world, finally. In Ontario, it's, it's you know, worse than any other place on the planet when it comes to the way that COVID's affected us. Myself, I've been locked out of work for over seven months. And it's really, and, and over seven months, and then on top of that, nine of the last 12 months. So you can you can really see that how, how that can affect somebody. I, I am the type of person that I've had some sort of job since I was 14 years old. I like working. I love what I do. Um, and it is what it is. You know, it... I'm not I'm not that type of conspiracy theorist that goes out and looks for the answers in faceless blogs or unresearched or partially researched or whatever researched um, you know little snippets and then I I fight the good fight like a social justice warrior online. That's not who I want to be. You know, I, I in this case particularly with young kids and everything else that's going on in the world. I I very much took a backseat to this and I was waiting and watching it unfold. And I'm not too sure I'm not too sure actually how it did, how it has unfolded, because it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But where do we go from here? So as I said, I've been out of out of locked out of work for seven months. Um my normal has changed. I now have a new normal and my new normal is the full-time caregiver of my young kids and home engineer and that's that's just where it's been it's it's been really wacky like i said i've had a job in, in one facet or another since i was 14 years old and i'm about to turn 39 so it feels really wacky you know i've had a job longer than i haven't had a job and to be locked out of the job for the better part of a year is is kind of crazy um, so where do we go from here? Like, you know, we open up one day and, you know, fingers crossed, everything works out well and we're open for longer than three months this time. And with the vaccination count growing, don't we start on the vaccination? I don't even know how I feel about that, to be honest. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know how to feel about it. So I, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel bad about it. I just, I'm very impartial to it and I don't know why. Be, and and is it because we live in the information time, information era, where 
instead of just being told this is what you need to do, so go do it, you know, it's like this is what you need to do and here's what else you need to know and here's why you shouldn't do it and make your own decisions. Well, listen, I didn't I didn't go to school to become a doctor. You know, I went to I went to school to become a hairstylist and I podcast because I love podcasting. And I don't I don't know more about this than a doctor or scientist does and if they say this is what you should do i feel like that's what we should do but at the same point there's some you know there's some wacky information that that's that's bugging me so where so where do we go from here you know i hope i hope because these seven months have been very tough and the year has been very tough on us my wife and i you know we have these really great runs and then like every good relationship we hit a dry patch and you know it's it's I, th- I think we've handled it really well i think we've done very well you know no one's filed for a divorce no domestics you know just you know just some silly arguments that over a couple days kind of cool themselves off um but i i don't know i just feel like it's It's been hard. It's been hard in the sense where we've gone we've gone from you know my income and her income um, to you know uh, government assistance, which you know it's it's the first time in my life I've ever received it. And at first, I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is fine. I you know I can handle this. And over the seven months, it's really taken its toll on me. Uh, just it's taken a toll on me in ways that I didn't expect it to bother me. It made me feel. A lot less of a man, and I know that's not right. I get, that's not right to feel that way, and I don't mean it in the sense where if you're on it for whatever reason, you're less of a man. It just made me feel maybe less of a person, maybe because I wasn't contributing to society, I wasn't doing what I loved. Even though you know taking care of my kids was great, it's it's not what I no, that's not what I mean to say. It's what I always thought I would. I always thought I'd be like the breadwinner. I always thought I'd do well that, you know, my wife could work or not work or whatever. And, you know, for the most part, we were in a good spot. But I'll tell you this, and this it hurts to say, not being able to provide for the family, for my family, uh, and just, you know, taking these handouts from the government, uh, which, you know, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they tell you. It's X amount of, of your income. You know, I was... I was bringing home. I'm currently receiving less than less than forty percent of what I normally take home. On top of that, in my profession, we get gratuity, and a lot of times that gratuity was maybe like two thirds of what my paycheck would have been. So it was almost like receiving two paychecks. Now, listen, Revenue Canada, if you're listening, ignore what I just said. But at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about. A loss of close to 80% of what we normally would take in. And let that sink in. Can you? Could you, listening to this, pay your mortgage with 20% of what you made? Now, along this road, we've had some ups and downs. My wife switched, switched jobs. You know, her, her company got bought by a larger company. Uh, things changed. The people that, you know, she worked well with left or were told to leave and you know the, the people that the people that maybe didn't weren't as passionate with uh, th- with the job you know they, they kind of became more dominant and the dominant uh 
energy in in the workplace, and I think that affected her a lot. And she she changed jobs, and she got this job which, on paper, sounded like it was going to be the answer to the problems that we were having, the the financial struggle that we were dealing with. And um, in a nutshell, it's probably not what we bargained for. In a nutshell, it was probably a job that, if the the kids were older, would have worked out really well. Um, and, and that's just that is what it is. You got to take those risks. You got to take that chance because if it had worked out, maybe I wouldn't feel like a small human right now. So, like, where do we go from here? You know, like I'm thinking to myself, hopefully we're gonna open in a couple weeks, and then hopefully a couple weeks after that, you know, we'll get that first rebound paycheck. And after that, we can start rebuilding our our savings account, which, you know, between you and me, it got its ass whooped to the point where, you know, like, I don't even want to look at it sometimes because I'm not even familiar with the numbers that were in there. And let, let's just say this without using any numbers. We, we probably have spent in the last um, nine months, we've probably spent... Uh, 90% of our savings just to keep ourselves afloat. Uh, I mean, first time lockdown happened, we deferred our mortgage because it seemed like the right thing to do. But then in the grand scheme of things, you know, this is outside of my realm, but, I, you know, when when you defer your mortgage, especially in, in global pandemics, you know, it pushes all those those payments back, which, you know, when you think about, okay, well, it's only a couple payments, it's not really going to matter in whatever it would have been 20 years when we're done paying our mortgage or whatever the number is. You know, what's just a couple more payments. It, it doesn't really matter. But the bottom line is it kind of does matter because in that time, my kids are going to be going to school. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt of, hey, if you have, if you have the chance to do something extraordinary, extraordinary, wow then you should go and do that and let me help you because you are my child and I want the best for you. You know, in 20 years, we have lots of time to recoup what's, what was lost. You know, that, that's not that big of a deal. I'm here in the studio. I'm looking at everything around here. I could liquidate all this stuff and we'd probably be okay. You know, but then how, how does that make you feel afterwards? You know, it's, it's not that it matters. These are all material things. You don't take them with you in the next, the next stage of life. But if you liquidate what you have, what are you left with? Fine, yeah. You don't. Like the 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 financial aspect of it is great. But then, what do you look at? You just look at naked walls. You look at blank walls. Look at the kids. You know, hope they're happy. You know, the kids are two, four and two, two and a half. You know, like they're going to be happy with whatever. You know, they're mostly happy with the Amazon order boxes. You know, it's where do we, like where do we go from here? It uh. Brinking 39, did I think at 25 I'd be in this position? No, not a chance. From from the time I started working, the time I, I felt money in my palm for the first time, everybody around me was telling me to save it. And for the most part, I did. I was, thought I was fairly financially smart. But, you know... Who actually who actually saves for a global pandemic? Who? You know, my, my father, who's in the same trade that I'm in, he was a, I asked him a long time ago for one of those silly projects in, in elementary school. 
I, I, I said to him, you know, why did you decide to become a hairstylist? And at the time, you know, I was very naive. I was kind of, I was kind of just curious about, I was naive to why people do things. I, you know, what, like, why didn't everyone just become a rocket scientist or why didn't everyone just become a millionaire? It doesn't, didn't make any sense why you wouldn't choose that. And he said to me, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of options. You know, my father came to this country. He was fairly young. Um, you know, he, he was he was an immigrant, and at the time, it wasn't great uh, to be in the position he was. His family was in, and so my grandfather worked construction, and my grandmother made do with what she could. And you know, they they had they had like livestock in their backyard, and we're talking we're not talking the farm. We're talking downtown Toronto, Western Road. And, you know, they, they did what they could to survive, and my father didn't have a lot of options. He left left school at the age of 13, and, you know, he was a mechanic for a short time, and then he became a hairstylist, and that's what he did. He built a business behind that. But he thought to himself, what jobs are recession-proof? What jobs are always going to be around? And with with the education he had, the options were these that he could think of. Hairstylist? garbage man I mean I'm sure construction would have been an option too but maybe that wasn't for him you know um, so you know if that wasn't for him that's fine it, at the end of the day that, that's all that matters he made a decision and he became successful at it and he's run his own business for 36 years you know and um, and and that worked that worked out for him but you know, when I when I followed that path, I followed it for a couple of reasons. But one, it was something that I just I have this I have an eye for these things. I have an eye for what can work for people, and I can assess a face shape and and build around that quickly in my mind. And I, I just I, I can do those things. And it's not for everybody, and I get it. It's fine. It's, it's all good. But I thought I took his same I took his same example. I took his same. Um, mentality behind it like what job could I always have and never have to worry about and I was wrong I was I was wrong and and it, I've just got shivers down my body and my back thinking to myself you know this this was a time to have that fucking stupid ass middle management sorry if you have a middle management job I'm sorry I don't mean I don't mean to offend you but you know I should just taken one of those fucking desk jobs that I could have done from home but <laughs> In 1997, the internet wasn't really that popular. I mean, a lot of people were still calling it a fad at that time. And, you know, it, I didn't get into it in 1997, but, you know, that's when you're in high school, you're deciding what to do, or at least I was. And, um, and you know, I didn't decide until I was later, a little bit older, that I was going to get into this industry. But at that time, I, I kind of had already made some decisions. And not that going back to school wasn't an option, because I did that. But this seemed like, at the time, the right option for me. And I think it was. I think at the end of the day, it still was the right option. But I did not see this. I did not, I did not think that I would be out of work and a depleted savings account and um, and everything else that goes with it. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a very tough ride, and it's been a tough ride for a lot of people. And I don't want to... And if, you, if you're listening to this and you have something similar that's happened to you, my heart goes out. And if you want to chat one-on-one, I'm totally cool with that. Reach out on Instagram, not after 30 podcasts. 
and we can share we can share our fucking sob stories and have a drink and tilt back a, a pint and just and just go at it because it's not easy and the struggle is real. I you know I took interviews at Amazon. You know I had I had good friends offer me positions with them, and it was tough because of the transition we had at home. The, the transition at home was that my wife was starting a new gig. There's a new gig that was very promising, and I couldn't just you know I couldn't we had to someone had to watch the kids, and if she was working this new gig, that meant I had to watch the kids, so I couldn't take a lot of those positions. I was about to take a night shift job at Amazon picking or whatever they do to get the job done and I had gone through the interview process and it, they, they kind of bamboozled a lot of people working there. They, they they offered X amount of dollars which was close to what I was making. It was a little bit less than what I was making but it was something you know we could have definitely survived on. It was, it was $24 an hour for a, an hourly job which is a little bit less than I make now and it would have been like night shift. It would have been four days a week, night shift, um, from seven to seven. And I thought to myself, okay, like, whatever. I mean, I'll just, I'll grind this out because I love to grind. Um, and I'll just make it work. But when, after, after my interview process was done, okay, we'll get you signed here, here, here's your hourly rate that you, you consent to. And, and the hourly rate was like 1682. I don't even know what minimum wage is these days. But I'm sure it's not much more than 1682, and I was like, "Well, this isn't right." I'm like, "Oh no, that's for another position. We're not hiring for that." Well, that's why. I, that's why I came in today, and it was it was the weirdest thing because for me, a lot of the times it's not about money, but this time it was, and this time it hurt. It hurt to look at that. It hurt to see that, and it really it took a page. It was it was like that sad song playing in the background, and I just felt defeated. I felt like the machine had won. And the little guy had lost, and it was hard. And, you know, like I know I, I talked to a lot of my friends, a lot of my clients who have reached out and asked about how, how I was doing, and, of course, like sending like, like great, inspiring words. And I talked to one client who he works for, the, for um, Rep League Soccer, and he, he does coaching and, and planning and all these other things, runs leagues. And he t- he just took like a cash construction job, and like I could I should have done that I could have done that you know maybe I, maybe I would have been in a different position, but at the end of the day it it would have come down to the same problem. My wife started this new more ambition pro- ambitious project, and she needed my support on that. She needed me to be there with the girls, run the household, and I've I've asked that from her from for years, and she's done it without even you know without even batting an eye. So how could I not do that for her? So at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not falling on my sword here. I'm just, I'm saying like, at the end of the day, it was something that she wa- she was going to do for our family to make our family better. And how could I not support that? It, it is what it is. Where do we where do we go from here? It's back to the original question. It's it's been tough. It's been sorry. It's been it's been tough. The struggle is real. <laughs> what what other fucking cliche can I throw out there? I just, I hope, I hope we're over this. I hope I can go back to work. I was talking to my chiropractor who's a buddy. He's actually been on the podcast before, Dr. Matt. And he says, how does this make any sense? I am, I'm literally on top of my clients. I slam my body into their body. I adjust their body. My hands are all over them. 
and you can't do your job, where you, you're essentially washing your hands before and after you touch them, and yet you still can't do your job. You know, that's when the realization hit me, and that was, that was close to two months ago. So, I don't know. I think, I think I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time faking the smile. I'm having a hard time being that wind-up monkey slamming the tambourines. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time just, you know, being me. I'm, I'm so worried about going back to work because the muscles that you use are gone because I haven't had to use them. The timing that you need to be successful in this business is probably out the window. I've probably done maybe 30 heads of hair in the last little bit just just to make a little bit of cash, just to keep the family afloat, and it's it's so wacky. It's it's mind-blowing, to be honest. It's It just is what it is. I hope we're over this. You know, most times when I do a self-therapy, I feel a little bit better after just kind of expressing my words. But the bottom of the the bottom line is I don't I don't feel better today. I actually feel a little bit worse, <laughs> and it fucking sucks. It really fucking sucks. Listen, it's not like it's the end of the road. <clears throat> I want to thank you for tuning into this. Um, there's, there's a lot to be thankful for. And I don't want this to come off, you know, to, like, listen, everyone's alive, everyone's healthy and well. Like, that is a, a big plus. But, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to have, it's hard, it's hard to fear the sorrow if you can't pinpoint exactly where it is and just saying, oh, I'm not at work. It just doesn't feel the same way. You know, like, sometimes when you lose somebody, someone passes, Sorry. When you lose somebody, someone passes. You can point the finger. You can get angry. You can throw. You can throw something at the wall, and you know people can understand that because they can see why your sorrow's there. But it's this one's really hard to explain. And for a long time, I, you know, and and, and partially still do. I don't always. I don't. I'm not always sympathetic when it comes to. Uh, the word depression. For a long time, I didn't believe in it. And I still partially don't. I still think that it gets overly used. And people who aren't depressed use the word just because they're having like five minutes of a bad day. Excuse me. But but sometimes I, I, I honestly feel like the rain cloud is following me around. I feel like Charlie Brown. I just... I just want to keep that fucking stupid football and get on with my day. And I'm hoping in a couple weeks, I'm hoping in a couple weeks to throw up two, two hands in the air and it can be a field goal and, and I can get on with my life and we can put this behind us and I can continue making people look and feel great. Ah, <sighs> fuck. Where do we go from here?
thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, this is self therapy. Where do we go from here? Um, if you're playing the not after thirty drinking game, every time I said, where do we go from here? Take a hit, have a drink, whatever. If you're, if you know what, if you're in a dark place too, or if you're just, if you just got the blues, feel free to message us. Um, at the end of the day, the worst we can do is is maybe make you feel a little bit better. And if that's the worst, that's still better than nothing. Um, yeah, there's lots more coming on, on with the network. Um, I even think I got a, a couple Midnight Owl apps that I haven't released. Just holding on to that. Um, the guys from Nothing But Miss are coming. And that's how this is going to be a running out. I'm, I'm going to cut it off here. But I do want to say, if you do enjoy the show, if you do enjoy the network, let us know. It goes a long way. Leave a review if you can. Uh, check out our sponsors. Um, just do just do anything. Like our post. Just do anything because we appreciate it all. With that being said, I'm going to finish this, this glass of water. I'm going to rest my eyes and tomorrow's a new day. It's going to be better. We're going to be one day closer. Isn't that all we can ask for? Screams to me the difference.